Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Really cool story this, so I've got to say. And in the past, we've had tennis players on the show. They've mentioned their struggles to prepare for events played on clay courts like the upcoming French Open and those associated tournaments around it. Uh, facilities just haven't been available in New Zealand, so costly travel and training in Europe has been required, but that appears to be in the past now. Red clay tennis in Wairarapa uh, sports two red European clay courts side-by-side, on-site accommodation for players and coaches, plus a gymnasium. The man behind this vision is tennis coach Jacob Emery, and uh, he joins us uh, on SENZ in the mornings now. Uh, Jacob, good morning to you, and thanks for your time. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Well, this is um, this is a, a terrific story. I've uh, read about it this morning, um, and, and I just find it fascinating that it's come out of uh, your dream, um, and all of a sudden it's just become such a, a great facility. When did what was it really that made you, you know, uh, up, up camp um, from business life as such and take a punt like this? Yeah, so so it was actually uh, during lockdown. Um, my partner and I, Teresa, we were in Wellington, and um, yeah, decided we just wanted to have a change of scene. So that was really where it all started. Um, and then from there, I started looking at you know ways I could make it work over here, and and talking with different people around the country, and and it was um, the the national coach uh, Matt Alexander that first um, floated the idea of doing clay, and and yeah decided to run with it so uh, uh you uh, thought well okay clay that's a novel thing uh, quite clearly uh, it'll be a first as such why the wire wrapper um well Teresa's still working in wellington so we needed somewhere um where she could commute but uh but also when i started looking through all the all the weather patterns um martinborough had the, has very low rainfall so we wanted somewhere that we could coach as much as possible so it sort of, yeah, ticked all the boxes. Right, okay, so you settle on clay, uh, and then this massive yep. exercise of uh, getting it all together, obviously massive cost involved as well. How long did it take before you found your site and you were able to say, right, let's put the nets up and get on with us? Uh, so we we purchased here, we would have started looking like middle of 2020, and, and we bought bought our section September 2020 so we're quite quite fortunate that something popped up that worked and then we we moved in that was just bare land so we we bought some houses that we did a factory build up in Auckland and and we moved in a year later so around October 21 and then I reckon we started construction last winter let's say July 22 and, and we were ready to go um end of last year so say november we're, we're training and playing november 22. so this is all done privately i mean is there anyone else involved or where does new zealand or tennis new zealand fit in with us if at all so uh, well tennis new zealand's been hugely supportive but um but uh i mean yeah it's all it's all privately done and, and i've got a 
pretty sizable mortgage at ANZ to to show for it. So um, no, it's all it's all uh, it's all us really. Yeah. Okay, so clay, uh, the surface of clay, which is, of course is um, so popular in uh, parts of Europe, in particular South America, uh, not so popular here. But uh, as we sort of said in the, as we preempted it, it's hugely important if you want those all-round skills. How much attention is uh, your facility attracting already? Um, well, we've had the New Zealand uh, teams in here training before they went over to Kazakhstan um, for the Junior Fed Cup and Ju- Junior Billie Jean King Cup. Um, so that was actually a really exciting milestone. We had uh, Matt was down here and, and Emily Fanning, who um, who was coaching the girls team. Uh, so that was that was very exciting. And then I've got uh, Sebastian Lavies coming down in a couple of weeks. He's runs a big academy up in Auckland. So. Yeah, I think it's really starting to take off now, and and um, we're we're also getting better and better at maintaining them. Like, to be fair, they were pretty rough when we first put them in, and trying to understand how to how to look after them and keep them playing nice. That's what I was going to ask you about because uh, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, you, you you get your flat piece of land as such. You've got two courts side by side. You get it level as you possibly yes. can, and you put some you put some clay on top, and away you go. Not the case. Talk about the structure of a the structure of a, a you know a tennis court as such, a, a clay court tennis court, and where you have to get your materials from. Yeah. So I mean, we we. Um uh, we we bought the clay in from uh, from Italy, so over in uh, like near Bologna, um, yeah. So they they produce it all. So so we had to dig it all out and and you know go back to hard and and fill it in with um with base course and things like that as as you do. And then then there's a layer. Um, this was quite a hard layer to find. So we we needed a layer that would um, hold some water, but then uh, it would still drain excess water. So that goes underneath the court, under the clay, and then if you, when you water the court, you saturate that layer, which acts almost like a sponge, and, and then through the day as it evaporates up, it can draw some moisture up uh, through the court. Um, so that's sort of the the court itself, and then you're constantly, um, as you play, it's like, you know you've got different moisture or um, you, you play on it, you leave foot marks, and, and, and you've got to keep flattening it out, flattening it out, and yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of dealing with all the different things uh, has been certainly a challenge. You know, wind and rain and all sorts. So, do you? I mean, in the in the natural day when it's not being uh, used as such, do you cover it as such? Mm. I mean, how do you how do you maintain yeah. it? How does the clay age, etc.? How, how does that all work? Yeah. So, you, no, you don't cover it. it um, yeah, a few people have said that. I haven't looked into that yet, but I don't. I haven't seen it done in Europe. So at this stage, yeah, basically you just take you take drag mats and that keeps it flat. That's like your most basic maintenance. So you take a a drag mat and you walk around and that and that naturally levels it out. Um, but the the rolling and the um, um, rolling and then you take sort of these wooden rakes and, and you and you rake it out flat and, and and that that's kind of the the more heavy maintenance to keep it nice and um true tell us um jacob too about the, the rest of the facility because it's um you know it's not like you um you have to commute to use this you can stay around the martin barrier area you've got accommodation on site etc yeah, we've. I mean, we've got a couple of houses here. So we've got our our house, and then there's a small um, 
guest house and we're still building another um another add-on there so that's going to be further accommodation and the gym so the idea is that um <clears throat> players and coaches from around the country can come in uh you know they can stay here they can do all their gym work here um all the training and and it's just like a one-stop shop I'm, i've tried to make it as i sort of built what exa- exactly what i would want as a coach if i was traveling so how many uh, coaches um, are able to use it at the moment? Is it just yourself or do you have other coaches using it? I mean, for instance, do people rent your courts as such? I mean, do coaches rent your courts to give lessons, etc.? How do you get the payback? Yeah, well, I mean, it's still still certainly early days. Um, at, at the moment, I've got – I mean, there's a team of uh, three of us here working um, through the whole region. So we're going around different clubs and we're obviously – working here as well and then we've got we've got um a really nice group of juniors that come up each weekend so that's kids from traveling from wellington and capity and and all around the place and so they come in and train all weekend with us um and then really the key time that people can rent them is is during the week so <clears throat> monday to friday uh coaches could, can come in and stay and, and rent the courts or yeah, really anyone can come in uh, through the week it's just uh yeah just trying to get it get it started and and um yeah bring bring them in okay so let's uh, look at uh the the little uh, idiosyncrasies of clay versus grass or clay versus hardcore as such um sure obviously we look at we look at the french open and that is the next grand slam coming up uh at the end of this month in fact uh, two and a half weeks away We've looked at the likes of uh, Nadal, who've, who's dominated on the surface. Just how much different is it? How hard is it, um, you know, to go from a country where there is no clay to try and compete mm. where there is clay? Mm. Well, I think, I mean, this is sort of one of the big things I want to do is, and, and this is where Matt, Matt Alexander and I have been working together. Like, I, I really think you, you need more than a week here, you know, before you leave it. You do need that long-term exposure. So, we're looking to get all, all the best kids around the country in here on a pretty regular basis. You know, let's say uh, four or five times a year, they should be coming in and doing doing a week. So, um, but, but to answer your question, I, I think it would be very hard to get your head around it um, if you're just, turn, you know, as an adult. So there's the movement, there's the, the, um, the challenges where it's a little bit um, unstable under your feet. Uh, the bounce is, is completely different um, and you've got to play with so much more spin to be effective. So it does change it a lot. Whereas on a hard court or grass, you're tending to go through the court more and use pace. Um, on the clay, you've got to use spin and placement angles um, and really work the point over. There's an argument to say on that basis then with the, the, the noted difference in surfaces. There's an argument I would imagine to say mm-hmm. that uh, Nadal is perhaps the greatest tennis player of all time, the way he's been able to adapt mm. and dominate on that surface as well. Totally. I mean, I think yeah, that's certainly uh, something that is going to be debated for a long time, right? But, um, but yeah, I mean, to be ultra-dominant on the clay and then, and then take that success over to, to grass and hard is, is yeah, incredible. Right. Uh, what about months of the year? When is when is uh, your facilities uh, available? Totally weather dependent, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a. I mean, it's a great question. Like, um, 
I really yeah couldn't tell you at this stage. I've got a um, an incredible um, uh, consultant over in Italy that's been helping me along the way, and and we're we're on Zoom pretty regularly. But uh, yeah, we just got to go through the year and see how it tracks in the winter. He he's sort of we're cautiously optimistic we'll be able to go year round. Um, it's just the frosts we get here can can cause some problems. So um, yeah, at this stage. It's year-round. Uh, we've got the frost to contend with. Uh, the winds in the spring are another like serious problem because it just moves everything off the surface. Um, so, yeah, we're still trying to figure out how to contend with all the challenges we have. Uh, I can see uh, a nice little competition competition coming up here, and I, um, I actually read the article, so I know that <laughs> might be a possibility. A nice little bit of wine mm. and some clay court tennis. That sounds like a decent sort of event, that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, that would that would be incredible, right? And, and we're actually surrounded, um, two sides of the property is surrounded by vineyards. So, you know, you're right in the thick of, um, of the wine region for sure. Uh, just finally, um, I, okay, it's very unique to New Zealand. What about Australia? I mean, is there a market there for you to bring people uh, this way before they go that way as such? Um, they've got, they do have, Melbourne has Ontikar, which is sort of a, like a variant of clay. It's not, it's not the European style clay, but it, there's some similarities. Um but they do have at all the big centres uh, in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. Certainly, they do have European clay courts, so they they can get some time on on the clay before they go. Um, I have been talking with um, uh, some tennis players in the Pacific Islands that that are quite keen mm-hmm. to come over when they're coming over for tournament blocks and and getting access to to some training on the clay. That's something that we're looking at. But I think in terms of the Aussies, they're sort of well looked after already. Okay, so um, people that are interested in finding out more or getting in touch with you, how do they do that? Yeah, so we uh, actually just jump on uh, our websites, uh, redclay.co.nz, um, and and you can find all my contact details there and, and just, yeah, give me a call and, and we'll see what we can do. How does a tennis ball age on clay as opposed to grass and hard court? How do they last? Uh, yeah, I, I would say they tend to, I mean, they don't get as bald, that's for sure. Um, they, they probably fluff up a little bit more, which then makes the rallies, you know, even longer again. So, um, yeah, it's a good question though. It's not something I've really had a, had a really good look at, but it's something I'll, I'll definitely look into. Okay. Uh, hey, Jacob, absolutely fascinating. Congratulations on a fantastic project, turning a dream into a reality as you have uh, with uh, your lovely partner, uh, Teresa, of course, who's uh, making the sacrifice to, uh, to get to Wellington uh, to, he- to help you out. So I suppose totally. uh, that it must be great, though, though when you, you wake up uh, each morning and you look out at what you've achieved and the possibilities that it might present. Congratulations. A really oh. cool story. It's been, gra- it's been great talking to you. Hey, thanks so much.